0: Inevitably, when someone well-known dies, I get asked, do you think that person is in heaven? Before I respond, I always think of John Newton, the 18th century former slave ship captain who became an abolitionist and clergyman. He said, if I ever reach heaven, I expect to find three wonders there. First, to meet some I had not thought to see. Second, to miss some i had expected to see. And third, the greatest wonder of all, To find myself there. With that thought in mind, I tell the person a story. I say, let's say you knew a guy named Rudy, who's from the worst part of town. Rudy grew up with no father and no discipline in the home, and from an early age, he got in trouble with the law. As a kid, he stole candy. By the time he was a teenager, he'd worked up to stealing cars. Into his early adulthood, he broke into people's homes. And in fact, during one break-in, he discovered the residents at home and he killed them. He got convicted and sentenced to death. You also knew the people he killed, so you attended the execution. He saw him enter the room and then walk behind a curtain for his execution. My question is this, does that thief who killed those people go to heaven? The person always responds, of course not. I knew him till the end and he didn't repent. But then I add a twist and change the scenario. Okay, I tell the person, On that day, three executions were scheduled simultaneously in that room. Rudy and one other man were thieves. The third was a deranged man who claimed he was God. Just before Rudy died, he had a conversation with the so-called deranged man in which he heard something about paradise, and he accepted the man at his word. Did he go to heaven? The person typically knows the right answer, that Rudy did go to heaven. But I can see the confusion and frustration on the person's face especially because of the sins Rudy committed. Inevitably, the person is grappling with the fairness of it all. Surely he can't be in heaven, the person thinks. He was a thief and a murderer. How is that fair? And yet this twist in the story is not made up. That actually happened at Calvary. A life of sin and selfishness was altered in seconds, all because the thief talked to the man in the middle. Jesus is our middleman. The one whose sacrifice made a way for us to go to heaven. No matter who the person is or what they have done on the day they die, they enter heaven and walk on streets of gold. Before that scene at Calvary ever happened, Jesus prepared us for the reality of salvation with this parable. What we call a little story with a big meaning, which comes from today's reading in Matthew twenty one through 16. Jesus compared the kingdom of heaven to a vineyard owner who hired workers early in the morning and agreed to pay them a certain amount of money, a denarius for the daily wages. Around mid-morning, the vineyard owner caught sight of some others who were loitering in the marketplace, so he offered them to work and set wages to tend to his vineyard. He rounded up more workers at noon, at mid-afternoon and the early evening, offering the same work for a set wage. At quitting time, the owner directed his foreman to summon the workers, starting with the last group and to pay them their wages. Each group received a denarii. By the time the foreman summoned the first group who had worked all day, they believed they should receive more wages because they had worked longer. And yet the foreman handed each person a denarii. The men in the first group complained to the owner saying it wasn't fair that the last group of men who only worked a brief time received the same amount they received. We worked harder and longer. We dealt with the heat of the day. How was this fair? But the owner explained that he wasn't being unfair. They had agreed to work for the set amount. I want to give you one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do that with my own money? Or are you envious because I became generous? Jesus ended the parable by saying, so the last will be first and the first will be last. I was born again at a very young age, so I am part of the first group of workers Jesus talked about. And one day my payment will be heaven and eternal life. Others are part of the last group, what I call the 11th hour person. They won't work as long as I and others in the earlier groups have worked, but here's their payment, heaven and eternal life. They will receive that payment even if they repent of their sins and accept Jesus mere moments before they take their final breath they receive exactly the same payment. How is that fair, you may think? You've worked hard, lived a good life, followed all the rules. So how is it fair that some guy who lived a terrible life gets the same reward when he seeks forgiveness within moments of his death? Jesus explains that the reward is given because God is generous. So if you're wondering about the eternal destination of a friend, whom you knew to be hardened towards God all of his life, wait before you pass judgment. You don't know what happened in the 11th hour. You don't know if the Holy Spirit got through to him. Remember that a thief got into heaven in the 11th hour. Your friend may have the same exact experience all because of God's amazing generosity.